Well, fellas, welcome back to yet another uh, smoke-filled episode of American Dudocracy here in the Honey Hut. Uh, man, fired up and uh, producing emissions. Mm-hmm. Mayor Dave. Yeah, we are definitely having a smoke out. I love this, though. This is a great time of bonding and showing how, uh, how really how much we don't know. You know what I'm saying? Our ignorance, but uh, oh, it's on full blast. Yeah, 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 it's definitely full speed ahead. Yeah, bullshit and ignorance right here. And how bad our smoke rings are, except for you guys, do pretty good. Working it out, man. Dwayne's got the cumulus effect. I do. It's, it's I'm yeah, proud of that. Yeah. Okay. I think that right. comes with the kamikaze. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a cloud seeder. He's you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Cloud seeder. <laughs> oh man, he's a cloud seeder. Cloud seeder. Hey, you take the money anywhere you can get it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, oh man. Well, fellas, yes. To kick us off, uh, you know we we've done eight. We have completed eight other faith based episodes recorded. Uh, we've done uh, one or two live, also. So I guess this is uh, faith-based episode number nine. Uh, episode number three on the year, but uh, faith-based number nine. Number nine. Excellent. So I've got a process I'd like to throw out to you boys, see what you think, and we'll see where it goes. So I was, I've got this life group at church that's just amazing. Amazing group of folks. There's 12 of us. We called the dozen. The Anyway, so we've got a... We just started this. It's called SOAP. Have you ever heard of SOAP? It's an acronym. So, <laughs> oh, okay. So, <laughs> is, that, is that a trick question? Is he referring <laughs> no, to yeah. my the, uh, the spiritual SOAP. Okay. That is not the the stuff in your, your I, my I manicuring. Have, I have your bathtub, heard that. Dave. I have heard that. Yeah. So, it, so S is for scripture. So you, you should grab a scripture. Yep. The O is you. Hold on. You grab a script. <laughs> oh, Open lost the, our I Bible. The A is you apply it, and P you pray about it. So O is you talk about it. I'll 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 think of the word here in a minute. So you grab a scripture and then you just do a deep dive. You you read it a couple times, and then you really kind of see how how it uh, applies to your life, and you 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 think on it, and you scripture. Observation. Observation. There it is. Application. I told you I'd, and I'd come up prayer. with it. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, observation. So you observe the scripture and you just kind of take notes and make some stuff. And then, yeah, apply it and then pray about it. So it, it's kind of cool because you go through the scripture a couple times, like I said. And then you kind of go around the group and like, okay, what did you get out of it? And you write down your stuff, right? So you can't, so you each have your own thoughts. And it's amazing how many perspectives you can get out of any given chapter, verse, or whatever, right? I mean, it's it's really cool. And then you you take turns. The next guy goes, picks a scripture, and and you go through the soap process with it. So it's it's a cool exercise. You know, we just started it. We're a few weeks into it now, but. And you can pick whatever. You can pick Old Testament, New Testament. Can't go wrong with the the letters in red, though. Do you do um, Do you do that prior to? Do you pick a scripture, or do you just do it right there? Well, yeah, the person who has to pick it can can pick whatever they want. But and 
right then and there. And then they announce it to everyone. So it's oh, kind of okay. fresh I got for you. everyone I got when, you. You, when you sit down. So then you all read it together, mm. fresh. And you, you'll probably know the scripture, right? If um, you're not going to do some obscure um, Leviticus or some some of the, mm-hmm. the chronology stuff <laughs> probably wouldn't numbers. be recommended. Numbers. The begats. I want to do uh, numbers two, eight, uh, and begats and begots. <laughs> <laughs> and Esau was uh, <laughs> Methuselah begot yeah. right. begot was 976 right. and died when he was 976 years old. I'm going to send a warning out well. that some cults are actually formed from exercises like this. You get 12 different interpretations and church splits happen in cults and <laughs> just set, letting you know right oh. off the bat. <laughs> I don't want to be careful. I don't want to dash crap. you here. Be dividing up into Camp Dwayne. <laughs> yeah. Here's some Kool-Aid. Yeah, well, here's how I take it. I, wrong. I, I'm with David Koresh on this one. <laughs> uh, no, I have heard of SOAP. Uh, I couldn't remember the acronym either. Uh, it's just a cool process. It, it kind of gives you a method to to analyze the Bible a little more on a deeper level, maybe with your family. I think it might be. I think it's uh, great. Warranted for a family setting, right? You just bounce it off your family, and yeah, what does that how, mean how to did you? you? Take that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, good way to do a little deep dive in the scripture. Like well, do you guys want to? Should we practice what we're preaching? Pick a scripture. Hit yeah? us. Yeah. All right. Hit us with some letters. I got a couple save, man. So I've been, uh, I have been really digging in and doing a, a pretty, I don't want to necessarily call it a heavy study, but I've been doing a lot of reading uh, and a lot. Of, uh, yes, it is a study uh, in the book of John. And I've been bouncing back and forth from John and Hebrews. I've, I've, man, I've spent a lot of time in these two books over the last month or so. Um, bought a book through rc sprawl called just john and it's like it's an audible book and it's over 17 hours long of just in the book of john so while that's happening i've been reading john and then reading hebrews i picked hebrews because between the two um you know one is a very john is a very descriptive book about who Jesus is, was, and how to identify him as the son of God and that he is the son of God. He is the way, the truth, the light. He, that's Jesus's role. Uh, that's what he does. Uh, and then Hebrews gives a, a bit of a brief history uh, leading up to Jesus uh, on, you know, through King David and, and how things were prophesied about Jesus. So between those two, it's a, to me, for some reason, it seems like a very good blend. Uh, so I've been spending a lot of time in John. With that being said, I came across, every time I come across, um, if I, depending on what I'm reading in that day or studying in, if I find a scripture that I, I really want to come back to, I've been using the Blue Letter Bible app on top of that. So I've got a paper Bible. I've great. got an audible book. I've got a theology book. I've got my Bible. I've got my blue letter Bible. I'm surrounded. Um, But (laughs) the blue letter Bible app gives the ability for, there's like eight different colors of highlights. So you can, for yourself, like I identify certain colors for certain things that I'm digging into. And then I can go right to that color and find all the ones that cross-reference. So uh, I guess I will start out with the scripture, John 2, 27. And 
Uh, everything I've been reading is in the uh, New Living Translation, uh, just because that's the Bible version that I have. And I read how they put it together. So I've been sticking with that. And there are some little differences in translation, of course. Uh, but this one. So NLT, John, 1 John 2.27. Um, but you have received the Holy Spirit and he lives within you. So you don't need anyone to teach you what is true. For the Spirit teaches you everything you need to know, and what He teaches is true. It is not a lie. So just as He has taught you, remain in fellowship with Christ. So, wow. So that scripture, mm-hmm. um, I guess to lead it off, uh, why why did I highlight that? C- could you read that again? You bet. Um, so, but you have received the Holy Spirit, comma, and He lives within you comma so you don't need anyone to teach you what is true period for the spirit teaches you everything you need to know comma and what he teaches is true it is not a lie period so just as he has taught you comma remain in fellowship with christ so i highlighted this because i personally I have been abstaining from pork and certain seafood and certain things. I've studied back and forth about a lot of things and we've had a lot of discussions and we talk about, we talk about, we personally on this podcast, we have talked about how when you read the Bible, it's like reading it and things come across like it's written for you. And I think this scripture to me absolutely solidifies that idea in my mind. It tells me that the Holy Spirit is guiding me while I'm reading and it is teaching me what is true for me in that scripture. That doesn't mean it's necessarily applicable to you or to you. I am going to need different things along the way, different tools, different perspectives, different struggles, different triumphs for me to continue to have my ears open to receive the word and learn and follow in those footsteps a little better each day than you will need or you will need. We're all different people, but we are all one and the same essentially. And we're all children of God, but we all learn a little differently. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's, that's what that scripture meant. And it's, it's helped me because I come across things. I read it. I study it. I go back and forth. I try my hardest to put aside my own bias view, depending on what I'm setting out to maybe try to prove to myself, if that makes sense. And there are times where I go back and forth and ultimately I land on exactly where I need to be. And I think that's what that scripture tells me is I don't necessarily need to seek any person, any other person's approval for certain things. The only approval I should seek is the one that I need. Right? So it's not, arguing or trying to convince it's just learning 
So I guess that's the that's how I that's how I feel about that scripture. And I'm happy to pass this around if you want to read it as we discuss it, just so you have it. Because I know I've read it and I just kind of laid it at you guys' feet and I've read it before, but uh, that one kind of hit me right between the eyes yeah. for that exact reason. Was that First John or just a this gospel? Is, uh, First John. Sorry. First John. Okay. First John. You did say that. That's why I was. Yeah. Okay. I, I talked about reading John in Hebrews, okay. but this is actually out of First okay. John. Yeah. Gotcha. Sorry. First John 2.22? Uh, 227. 227. Yep. So I guess. Oh, go ahead, Dave. Well, I was just going to add that. Um, of course, you read it twice. And a lot of times I like rereading that stuff, too, because it, it hits you different every time. But, you know, one of the things that we were just joking about a little bit earlier, you know, cults and church splits and things like that. Is that when the Holy Spirit is talking to you. Number one, you need to listen and there's different ways the Holy Spirit talks to you. And it's uh, for me, it's through the scripture, you know, when you're sitting down and you're actually studying it and opening your heart to what he has for you for the day. And for that time, a little bit like what you're saying, man, um, it's, a, it's a solidification for me that that what the Bible says and what Jesus says is true. Now you got to remember the Holy Spirit is part of the Trinity, which, you know, we're, we're flesh and blood. We don't really understand that dynamic. It's kind of out of our realm in, in the fact that they are all one and the same. And even though they, even, but they all, all uniquely different, uniquely different, they all have different works. The Holy Spirit was sent. He's always been, but he was sent after Jesus uh, was resurrected and uh, raised, you know, of course, raised to heaven and ascended. But he that's basically Jesus, God and the Holy Spirit dealing with us in, in our gut. Well, so many times we have been drawn and people through ages have been drawn off track and off track. That's where you get all these different religions and cults and organizations that start uh, taking up arms against each other, if you will, because they weren't listening <laughs> to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. There's only one. There's only one Jesus. There's only one God. There's only one God, period. There's no, there's no many gods. So that's a monotheistic approach to all that. Uh, if you're polytheistic, you're going to be in trouble. But the Holy Spirit basically quickens us and he gives us the truth. And that's exactly what that means. It's it says what it means. It's just that's where the ultimate truth is, is in is what the Bible says. And it's just to me, it's a, a, a solidification that, you know, when God's speaking to us, it's him. And we, we have to stay close to him to make sure that we are hearing his voice. Abide in me. Yep. Yeah. Because yeah. there are all kinds of things that are trying to come against us. And there's, a, of course, a spiritual wor world around us that we don't understand. We don't see. We're not supposed to be there. But if we understand, we've you know accepted Jesus into our heart and uh, the Holy Spirit will guide us. And it's just like what Matt's saying. It's uh, speaking directly to him. And he does that for us, too. Mm -hmm. But uh, ultimate truth is God. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm getting on that one. Yeah, that's good. So I've got a question on that. It, this kind of brings up, I don't want to cause any rift with it, but th there's kind of a debate on 
when did the Holy Spirit appear, right? So if you go to Acts 2, that talks about the Pentecost, and that's when the, officially the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit showed up, right? That there was mm-hmm. a, a rush came, and there's like a wind, a breeze, and then people started speaking in tongues and stuff. So, so that was like the appearance of the Holy Spirit, I think, to the, to the masses maybe? But uh, it talks about here that I would say the Holy Spirit, you know. I, so I, I think there's uh, personally, um, I think that's when the Holy Spirit descended upon us. The Holy Spirit has always been. Yes. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. And there's several examples in Old Testament where the Holy Spirit came upon like David. Well, like, the Holy Spirit came upon David. I think like line three in Genesis, the Spirit of God was hovering above the earth right, right? yes yeah. so there's no creation he's there in creation yeah yeah but it's just, I it's agree. just that he was unleashed on so humans. after jesus ascended he sent the holy spirit even to descend upon us when i leave you will have the counselor the comforter will be with you it's exactly right right it's exactly right that's what the scripture says but, but the first part of that sorry let me go back i uh uh yeah but you have received the holy spirit so just in the chronology is first John's it's, it's way after yeah, ascension. way after. Yeah. So this was after the Holy after, Spirit. Was right there. After acts, after all that. Yeah. First John came after all that, mm-hmm. after the ascension of Christ. And he knew like the Holy Spirit, you have received it. So that's when, you know, Jesus sent the Holy Spirit. He said that before he ascended to Peter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, well, the, the disciples, when he appeared, right? Like I, I am going to ascend and I will then send the spirit to you. Mm-hmm. And then he did. Yeah. Uh, Pentecost. Right. Um, so then the Holy Spirit is now upon us. If you if you are a Christian, uh, you know, that's a whole other thing. Whole other discussion, and that, right? I think that's the key right there. Yeah. Right. So I think the Holy Spirit came upon him, obviously, because he accepted Christ. If if you don't. Holy Spirit's not going to come upon you that way. Right. So it, back to the interpretation thing. And so I think. Back to what Dave, you were saying with people getting sideways. Maybe the people who had this other angle that they were looking at it, did they, was that the Holy Spirit talking or was that just like their flesh talking? Right? Because what, what drives, you know, people apart, religions apart way back in, in ancient times was marrying outside of your religion and they bring in these false gods mm-hmm. and they start all these different cultures and start all these different traditions or keep up with the Baalistic type of stuff. And that, that drew them apart. Right. So I think different topic for a different day, but I, I think for it to really speak to you, you have to have accepted. Right. I believe so. I yeah. mean, the spirit of God is always, yielding and wooing men to himself right to to god they all work together in unity we don't understand that it's very powerful but um uh, the spirit has always been he has a work a very very important work and he became more manifest if you will you know after jesus ascension like what we're talking about the day of pentecost and so forth but um yeah, I, I, and and yeah, what what are you listening to? I mean, honestly, because there there are a lot of different organizations that it is so whacked and it is so far from the truth 
what spirit were they listening to is mm-hmm. what kind of you're referring to in yeah. my opinion but because again the, the holy, how is that how do you know the truth then if the holy spirit's talking to you how do you know that's the holy spirit talking to you mm-hmm. right and i struggle with that at times i think mm-hmm. you know dave to your point earlier the holy spirit speaks to you through scripture i think that's one of the few ways that he can uh, i think he also speaks to you through other people definitely and then maybe through situations and, and whatnot right so yeah just the observations maybe whatever but you kind of get that feeling you know it, it's hard to say there's no audible voice that oh that's the holy spirit talking to me you know it's it's different so powerful but it's it's hard to hard mm-hmm. to really explain in a cohesive way <laughs> I think so. I think there's a, a couple of very important distinctions on when the Holy Spirit possibly descends upon you, right? Uh, one, nothing can happen unless God chooses to give you to Jesus. Once God has decided and opened your ears to give you to Jesus, then the Holy Spirit residing within you becomes your advocate, speaks louder. You listen, you can hear the Holy Spirit. So one, it's all by the will of God. God has to choose you. He has to open your ears and give you to Jesus. You know, and and Jesus says that in several different places. You know, I, the Father gives, those that the Father gives to me, right, will hear this. Those who have ears to hear. Uh, there, there are several places where, you know, Jesus says things like that. So I believe, I believe until God calls you or wakes you up, brings you back from the dead, essentially, and makes you a Christian, he opens your ears, which gives you to Jesus, which makes you one of Jesus's sheep, which brings you into the fold, which the Holy Spirit that is upon you, you can then here. So then the proper channel is there for you to listen and understand and study and figure out. So are you, and I think I know what you're saying here, but are you more of that Calvinistic approach that God's already ordained whoever is going to heaven? Like if God already chose, then he already knows exactly who is and who is not going to heaven. That's the Calvinistic approach or talking god's uh, will is that none shall perish yeah and all shall come right so so two different versions there right yeah absolute atonement good discussion right Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. absolute atonement is is that what it's called i think it's i've i've heard of it as the the, just the calvinistic approach that the calvinists they have like a five-point plan that they believe that god's already preordained everything which he he knows that yeah he, he knows the outcome of everything so in a way i guess he is that preordained? But it, we also have free will, so we can say no, and God's okay with that. But, but he, but he ultimately knows who will and won't. But that doesn't mean that we're predestined, right? You know, basically, because we do have that free will. He yes. knows, he knows what what is, the outcome is going to be. But that doesn't mean because I've 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 run into uh, guys that are Calvinistic and. It's like, well, no matter what I do, I'm either chosen or I'm not. So I'm exactly. just going to live my life. And, and, and I don't agree with that, that I, approach, I don't know. right? Cause, yeah. And then John 15, 20, 
You pull that up real quick while we're talking. I think it's 1520. No, I, I talk- think it's, uh, <clears throat> I guess to, to address the question of, is everybody saved, right? If God, if it's absolute atonement, I think is the right word mm-hmm. I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think that's, that cannot be right. Because the Bible specifically says there are people who go to hell. Mm-hmm. So everybody is not saved. No. Plain and simple. There are people that go to hell. Uh, you know, the path is narrow. You know, there's, there's several different things, the ways you can look at that. But I absolutely do believe that God knows. God knows who will and who won't be and who, who is going to listen and who won't. Mm-hmm. I think God potentially calls upon everybody. Look, I, I mean, he even, so God in the Pharaoh's heart, right? Back in Exodus, the Pharaoh, he hardened the Pharaoh's heart, right? Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Yeah. So God is present in every single one of us. The Holy Spirit is present in every single one of us. Now, for God to harden the Pharaoh's heart, he simply removed his presence and let Pharaoh be who Pharaoh Absolutely. was. So by removing that presence, God knew the Pharaoh had made his decision. He was not a godly man. So God removed his presence. He did not have the Pharaoh do anything. He didn't make the Pharaoh because that would mean God is making sin. Yeah. Right. So the Pharaoh, he just all he simply had to do is let the Pharaoh be the Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. Right. Free will. So the Pharaoh becomes the Pharaoh hardening of the heart, because once God's presence is removed, what are we? We are all sinful. We are attracted to darkness. We run to the darkness and hide from the light. That mm-hmm. is our sinful nature. Mm-hmm. And until Jesus mm-hmm. that, I mean, it's, that's our nature anyway, but Jesus is here now. Right. And that's different. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind mm-hmm. of a bit of what, that's yeah. how I would, I would look at it. I think God calls and those of us that hear and those of us that then seek God are blessed beyond measure because we have the ability. We have ears that hear. Well, and you heard. So I think that's key. So it's John 15. It's actually 22, but I'm going to back up to 21. So they will treat you this way because of my name, for they do not know the one who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, again, these are Jesus's words. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not be guilty of sin because now they have no excuse for them for their sin. Correct. Whoever hates me hates my father as well. So if they didn't, if Jesus didn't come and tell them. Jesus called upon them and they didn't listen. Yeah. So basically you're on your own. You heard the word. Yeah. You're on your own. And then he goes on, I believe he goes on to say, because I am not of this world and they are of this world. I believe that's yep. what he goes on to say. So those that are of this world that don't listen to God are of this world. They live here, die here, stay here. You know, Paul talked, um, I th- I believe it was Paul talked about the old man and the new man about taking and, ref- uh, you know, sacrificing and, re- and getting rid of the old flesh and beginning the new flesh and, um, kind of that, that rebirth, if you will. Um, and I think that's where we are able to hear the Holy spirit a whole lot more. Once we put on, get rid of that old nature and we actually are seeking him and saying, God, use me. I submit myself to you. Um, 
I know that that's uh, that's a big deal when when you're trying to listen to the to the Holy Spirit and what He's talking about. If you have your old flesh, you're not going to hear it, and that's where things start zinging for you. Does that make sense? Well, that is the new birth, right? <clears throat> the new birth is waking up and hearing. Mm-hmm. That is the rebirth. Like the whole term "reborn Christian" is redundant. Christian means you have been reborn. You have now heard. Now, everybody comes across that point in time at a different time in their life. That's God's God's plan. That's God's timing, uh, I, I think. But that is the rebirth. That's exactly what the rebirth is, mm-hmm. I believe. Jesus says, unless a man is reborn, right? Mm-hmm. And and that is the rebirth. Like when he's talking to Nicodemus. And Nicodemus is like, what do you mean? I can't go back into my mother's yeah. womb. I'm an old man. He's like, no. Unless you are reborn, I will tell you the truth. You know, um, So that's the rebirth, I believe. And that's for everybody to potentially be reborn. But those that those that don't listen. So there's another there's another scripture, right, that ties into this a little bit that goes to the predetermined atonement, not predetermined atonement discussion. And I, I apologize if I'm saying that wrong. For some reason, I'm thinking I'm saying the wrong term. Um, but it's what, how does that scripture go? Um, oh, man. Give me a minute. Uh, it'll come to me. Give me a minute. I'm flipping through the pages yeah, of my head. I here. know, huh? Yeah. Uh, the, the predestined. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Predestined. Um, but oh, man, there have been so many articles written about that and yeah. back and forth. Oh, and yeah. There's a lot. Just, there's a lot on that. Right. And uh, <laughs> I guess for those, for those that one of the better books that I've read and listened to on that was again through RC Sprawl. And that was um, hard sayings. He talks about this specifically and he goes into great detail and he does. I I feel like he does a very good job of explaining exactly, I guess what my position is. I tend to take on his, his view on it because reading the Bible, that seems to make, that seems to make sense to me. And that is, you know, people that hear uh, the rebirth. Um, And that's, that's the whole point of the rebirth. So yeah, I can't remember where I was going. I'm drawing a blank on that. So give me a minute. It'll come to me. Yeah. So I guess a fun question for discussion might be after reading that for the John 15, 22 verse, like, is there some tribe in Amazon that truly has never heard that if they don't even know what sin is, you know, by that verse, maybe they're not even sinning because they don't even know what it is i don't know are they are are they going to be treated a little differently that's a million dollar question you know what that's a that's a tough because you know when i was a kid we'd have these missionaries come through and they'd show us these shrunken heads and these javelins and all these fun artifacts and different things and it's like well there's probably a lot of indigenous people that haven't heard his name how will they be judged? And that's a whole different deal. Yeah. I think it's hard to say because culture hasn't been touched by at least some mm-hmm. form of something. And usually it's probably the, and there's lots of witchcraft and stuff mm-hmm. in those. Oh, big time. I think yep. they're like the other way. So that if they have heard that chances are, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Well, we're all born within an innate nature of God. We, we do every one of us, but on a, just to kind of close that little rabbit hole off, God's the ultimate judge. He knows our hearts and we don't have to worry about that, honestly, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because 
we're not judges. We're he, he's the the all knowing, and you know, despite where they are, they are with him, whether they have accepted or not, we don't know. Right. So, yeah, we got to focus on who we are and what we know and the people we affect. Yeah, our circle. Yep, uh, that's a good question. That's a, that's a very age old question too. I've thought mm-hmm. about that too. Yeah. So those that that haven't heard, you know, why why haven't they heard? <clears throat> and and so on and so forth, right? It's it's no to me that's no different than those that believe completely wrong. Uh, it's there's there's a pathway there. It's a bit of free will, and it's all obviously a bit of God's plan and, and how it's going to go. Because you know everybody isn't saved. I think that's the mm-hmm. fact of the matter, no. and so that's why. You know, it states over and over, you're blessed if you hear these words. Mm-hmm. Sure. Because you've come to it. Yeah. It's come to you, yeah. uh, rather, and yeah. you've listened. So yeah. it's tough. It's a man, it's a, there's so much. Yeah. There's so much. So to, to much. Talk. Yeah. And I, again, I think that's what, that's what attracts me the most to it because it is a never ending learning path. Yeah, there's unlimited amount. And that's also the good and the bad, too, because the bad part is you get off on one little stupid thing. It's not even a <laughs> salvation issue. Like the Amazon is, is yeah. that tribe in the Amazon? Are they going to go? Who cares? That You know, it doesn't affect us. That doesn't affect our mission. But it can, some people can get divided by little yeah. things like that, you know, which is sad. I'm more of a big, big picture kind of guy, right? If, you know salvation issues we need to have agreement on the big stuff the 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 triune god the trinity that that's that's a big thing jesus an absolute virgin birth of jesus Mm -hmm. that that's a foundational gotta believe it thing the death and and resurrection and the ascension i mean then you go into the beyond those Mm -hmm. big huge things we don't know the bible you know is clear in a lot of areas and not clear in a lot of areas too, right? So I think for us to assume that we can, after reading it, I, I know the Bible in and out and what it means. And I think that's a little bit of arrogance and that mm-hmm. that's caused some issues in the past. So we just got to agree that you're not going to know <laughs> at no. all. Even studying the Bible your whole life, you will never mm-hmm. have it all, have even a little bit of it completely well, figured out, right? I mean, to illustrate your point, you know, we're, we're not supposed to know if, if we knew at all, it would require no faith. That's um, true. You know, and from even yeah, Jesus's good, good mouth, right. They, they asked Jesus, uh, he's full man, full God, two separate deities, right there. One deity, one not full man. Right. And asked, when will you return? And he says, only the father knows. So the pathway between God and the son was fully reliant on God allowing access to Jesus, the man, those knowledge, that knowledge. When he taught, he taught through the words of God. God was giving him that information and it was perfect. Mm -hmm. But when asked when he would return, he didn't know. God did not give him access to that as a man. Upon ascension and upon him Mm -hmm. becoming glorified, all-knowing, you know what I mean? Full deity, right? But that transition had to happen. So 
if Jesus, the man didn't have all the information, don't feel so bad. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like I've never heard that before and I like it. Yeah. I mean, know, that's, that's just good. my, my take. That's good. That's good. Cause you know, that, that is true that, <clears throat> you know, he is, he is with the father and he probably does know most he likely. He, yeah, he does. And well, uh, maybe, maybe God still is the only one. The the father yeah. is the only one that still knows. I, I don't know. We don't know that dynamic. That is so beyond yeah, our right. cope, our, our comprehension. I know one thing. Jesus didn't say he didn't know because he knew he didn't lie. Yeah. He just, Jesus, the man did not have access to that information. Mm-hmm. God gave him access to everything else he needed. That's why all the miracles were performed. They were through the will of the father. Mm-hmm. That's right. That was God, the access through the, you know, through Jesus, the man. And so there had to be a separation, a perfect separation, but a perfect timing for those things to come together and a perfect timing for those things to be separated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so amazing how the Bible just all fits together and just, wow. Mm -hmm. What a, what a story. So we'll talk about it more in, in months to come, but you know, when Easter comes around, I think you know, I did a Seder last year and that taught me so much about Jesus, that the Seder dinner, the Jewish traditional mm. dinner and their festival, you know, that was, that was amazing. Just the, the step-by-step process. And it was by a, the, the Christian Jew, the Messianic Jew, I think is what they're called. Mm-hmm. The actual That's kind of us. again. So anyway, we'll talk yeah, right? more about that later. But. <laughs> well, Gentile. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Messianic Gentile. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, no, it's, so it's, just a little uh, little teaser for down the road, but. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, continue learning. And and why not, if, if you can experience certain traditions that aren't necessarily our traditions, but they are traditions that why not participate in to learn more, to grow in your knowledge? Well, and it it ties the whole thing together as far as like how, what does the sacrifice mean? And the, the lamb and just how impossibly beautiful it fell together. Like this is not just, you can't, there's, it's impossible. God is the only answer for the way things to unfold the way they did. Oh yeah. that, 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 particular ceremony outlined that and and helped tie it all together in a way that I had never done before. So it's just amazing how how it all comes together. The the Bible and well, it's cool. It's, it's amazing to me. you can read the same thing ten times and something new appears ten times. Yeah. Or you have ten different people read the same thing and you get sometimes ten different perspectives mm-hmm. on it. Yeah, it's pretty cool, man. It's really cool. It's pretty cool. I, it's uh, it's tough, man. I I could go on all day, all night about a lot of this, just because I I feel like I can't get enough of it. Mm-hmm. I'm, at a, I'm at a point where I just can't, and I, I I really like that. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you know what I've always wanted to do? There's two or three different things that I've wanted to do a deep dive uh, study in. Is the creation. I'm very fascinated with the Tower of Babel, which is, think about that. I mean, all these different languages came from all that. 
you know, the, the destruction of all that and the confusion and, and the flood, the flood, uh, cataclysmic events on earth. Yeah. During that flood time and how the earth was, I, we could go on and on oh, about yeah. this. I, I apologize, yeah. but what did this earth look like prior to the flood? Right. Okay. Anyway, yeah. teaser for later. Well, I, I want to read, you know, you talked about the tower of Babel. That's, that's awesome because I, I started reading some of that this morning and I came across a part in Genesis about the tower of Babel that I want to share with you. Um, so the tower of Babel, Genesis 11, uh, at one time, the people of the world spoke the same language and used the same words as the people migrated to the East. They found a plain in the land of Babylonia and settled there. Uh, they began saying to each other, let's make bricks and harden them with fire. And it goes on. So I'm going to get to this one spot. Uh, right here. Genesis 11, 5. But the Lord came down to look at the city and the tower the people were building. Look, he said, the people are united and they all speak the same language. After this, nothing they set out to do will be impossible for them. So if people ever become fully united, there is nothing that is impossible for us. That's right out of the Bible. Unity. So those so, that seek to divide yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. are in direct conflict mm-hmm. with the with, Bible. With God, yeah. It's true. It's crazy mm-hmm. that yeah, I, I well, read that mm-hmm. today, Dave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're, they're I'm fascinated with all that. Yeah, the, the, the Tower of Babel is, is a cool one. So their objective... Was to build this tower to get closer to God or something? And become it, it famous, right? Yeah, it wasn't gonna, in a good. Yeah, no. God we're gonna build way. this it big was, tower. We are on our own. Like it's like the we are golden calf this. almost. Yeah, it's it was a more of an idol yep. type of thing than it was. You know, so that's why God went and, and did what He did. I think they did it. Yeah, yeah, they were doing it to become famous and to to basically have mm-hmm. their own. But God did say, look. All the people are united, <laughs> but you know, nothing is impossible. You know, you could, you could read that to a, a very strange dynamic of, wow, that's a surprise. Look at these guys. Yeah. I didn't know this was going on here. Right. You know, mm-hmm. Look what they're doing and they're going to grab my power. That's as absolutely the very opposite. No, no. Mm-hmm. It's uh, you know, cause at that time there were still, uh, there are still to this day. Right. I think that here we go. Let me, let me tie this into what we were just talking about. So without that tower being built and them uniting to do that and God not spreading them across the world, look at how many people, people would have never heard. Mm-hmm. So that is the exact purpose for spreading everybody out is to spread the word again and continue gathering. Right. So without that exact instance yeah. in Genesis, you know, chapter mm-hmm. 11. Yeah all the way forward to our discussion about <laughs> tribes that have never heard all ties together. Right? It does. Mm-hmm. It's funny how you can do that. Yeah. All goes back and forth, yeah. man. Yeah. But it all work. It does all work together. Uh, it's, it's impressive. Yeah. It's amazing. It's uh, super enlightening. So yeah. Yeah. Soap. Soap. Number one. That was good. Soap. Number one. I like it. I'll, uh, I'll read that one more time and then I'll, uh, close out because i i'm curious to know if you're listening you know what does that verse mean to you 
uh, because I, I don't think there's a wrong answer in a sense. Right? So 1 John 2.27, But you have received the Holy Spirit, and he lives within you. So you don't need anyone to teach you what is true, for the Spirit teaches you everything you need to know. Everything you need to know. And what he teaches is true. It is not a lie. So just as he has taught you, remain in fellowship with Christ. So I guess I will close out with a simple, simple deal. Our, our task is to learn how to listen to him. And I think within the same scripture, it tells you exactly where to look to know if you're listening to the right voice. And that is to remain with Christ. That's the big one. Remain, remain with him. Yep. yep. So if you are confused, if you're wondering if you're listening to the Holy Spirit or your own personal flesh, turn to Christ and you will find your answers. Yep. Can't say any more. That's perfect. So well said. All right, guys. Well, with soap, I think, uh, I think we're washed a little cleaner. Yeah. <laughs> we're clean. yeah. I'm relieved to find out this isn't about my personal hygiene. Yeah. Nope. So thank you. That was good. That was a good yeah. clean episode. Yeah, it was good but stuff. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Appreciate it. 